Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Thanks for being here with us. If you don't know what we do, we recap movies and TV shows that we missed out on when they were super popular. Ooh. Yeah. I guess you could say we're late Late to to the the party. party. Wow. 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 We are great at naming things. (laughs) I want to follow up on something. I know I just cut you off. You're fine. I always do that, but I want to follow up on something from last week. Yeah. Which is Flow from Progressive. Yeah. We spent maybe all week talking about her (laughs) and just wondering about her. So we finally looked her up. Turns out she's in things that's not just the Progressive commercials. She's in a lot of stuff. She's in Blades of Glory. The Heartbreak Kid. And like everything. I didn't even know that. uh, Remember Fred from YouTube? I didn't know that he had media outside of YouTube. I think it was like straight to TV movies. Oh, oh, he was a Nickelodeon dude, right? I, I feel like so. he was on that. Yeah. Well, she was involved in those. So yeah, that's interesting. Good for her. Yeah. I was actually really surprised. I wasn't expecting to see like a lot of big name stuff on here. Yeah. <laughs> as you told me, she was in uh, Raw, WWE Raw, <laughs> as Flo from Progressive. <laughs> so we'd love a cameo. Yeah. She's in uh, Mad Men. The Heartbreak Kid. Uh, I would just love to watch these episodes. Yeah, right? She So on her IMDb, it shows Celebrity Deathmatch. And I'm like, wow, that brings up some memories. That was a weird show. That means that she's been working for a while. Yeah, since early 2000s. Oh, Which late mean, 90s, actually. Do you, think, do you think that she like made it as Flo? You know, where it's like, you do, she just doesn't have to do anything else anymore. Yeah. And oh, she's yeah. maybe just like happy. I hope she's happy. I hope so, too. <laughs> Good for her. She's doing well. Yeah. You know who else is doing well? Who? Uh, Romeo from Romeo Must Die, which actually his name isn't Romeo. His name is Han. Yeah. But we watched Romeo Must Die this week. And it was interesting. It was interesting. Do you have a synopsis for I, us? I do. Well, actually, what did you know about it first? I knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. You told me that Jet Li and Aaliyah were in it, and I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. So it was... <laughs> It was, we were um, going to watch something else this week. And then I was just going through Netflix. And then I, I, I saw that it was on my list. And I was like, oh, let's watch that instead. Because <laughs> it's one of those movies that I've always like known about for some reason. Like there was never a big like, oh my God, you have to see this. But it was, it's always just like I've known that it's existed. I have if that no makes idea. Sense. I just knew that Jet Li and Lee were in it. Yeah. And then I assumed that it was like a rom-com because it's called Romeo Must Die. <laughs> so I was wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it was like rom-com adjacent. Yes. Almost. It was not like the main plot. No, it wasn't. It was more like the B plot. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, which the love it, love part is always the B plot in like most movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we decided to watch it, and the synopsis is, while investigating his brother's murder, an ex-cop gets roped into a turf war between two factions involving the daughter of his family's rival. <laughs> so, very Romeo and Juliet, I guess. So, Shakespearean. Yeah. <laughs> Star-crossed lovers. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we open. A car is driving over the Golden Gate Bridge, so I'm assuming we're in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then, as per the title credit sequence, DMX is in this movie. Had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like, I feel like there's just cameos like left and right in this movie. Yeah. Also, this movie's from 2000. So just think about the fashion. And yes. The 2000s fashion was 
very prominent in this movie. Spot on. Yeah. I just felt it. And then they had a few DMX songs in the movie, right? They did. Because I was like, that, that sounds so familiar, but I can't place it. And then I saw him and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite DMX song is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> well, his rendition of it. Ah. Uh, yeah, I try to sing it every song, every, not every summer, every Christmas. Then my mom tells me to stop, so I have to move on to other Christmas songs. <laughs> Lame. Yeah. But so there's dudes in the car, and they're like loading up guns, and then they take an exit towards Oakland. So then we cut to a club scene. It's mostly black people in there, and then they're staring at these Asians who are sitting at a table, and they're just making out and just like going at each other. Yeah, it's like a guy and a girl, they're making out hardcore, and then there's two girls next to them dancing and also like very into each other and i'm like what kind yes. of crazy male fantasy is the director on right now <laughs> it was the 2000s yeah <laughs> but yes very yeah. mm-hmm. yep so then some bouncers come up to the couple and he's like i love amazing grace especially the part where he's like i was lost and now i'm found because you seem to be very lost <laughs> and help you find your way out so then they go kind of back and forth a little bit and then we cut back outside to the car from earlier, pulls up alongside this Porsche, and then the Asian crew gets out, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> so then they walk inside, like a bunch of cool cats, mm-hmm. all you cool cats and kittens. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the dude who is telling off, the Asian kid that's sitting down, is still telling him off. I called him Horny Boy, because he's very into it. Yeah. So then the leader of the Asian crew tells Poe, who is Horny Boy, to just get out of here because it's not worth it. And then Poe gets up, the black guy gets in his face, they have their standoff, the the, the things that dudes do and chest puffing kind yeah. of thing. Intimidating. So, yeah, that. So then Poe beats him up with a cane that he just happened to have that wasn't there before. <laughs> so then there's like an almost fight, but then there isn't because the Asian dude holds back the black guy and then like nobody else joins in. Yeah. It was a very interesting like fight but not fight scene. Yeah, and then he mouths off to that leader. Yeah. And then he starts to use martial arts to beat up a bunch of dudes. Yeah. But then still nobody else joins in. Yeah. (laughs) No, they just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's very mind your business in this club. Yes. (laughs) So after um, the leader beats up a bunch of dudes with martial arts, three black guys show up because they know martial arts. And I was like, finally, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. They were like really cool looking. But yeah, so... He ends up beating them all up. And then DMX steps out with a machine gun to stop the scuffle. And he's like, it's my club. And if you aren't black, then leave. And I was like, oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, when DMX came out, he's like, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And for like a hot second, I really thought that this is where that saying came from. Because he said it with such conviction that I thought <laughs> that this is... I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> and then I looked it up and apparently it was from like 1927. Nice. From like some like pro gun thing, pamphlet or whatever. So <laughs> that makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. But I also really believed DMX in that moment, you know? <laughs> you know what? DMX said it first. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> or you know what? He gave it a new meaning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We just really felt the passion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares about, like, whoever the fuck from 1920. That's old news. <laughs> yeah. DMX gave it a new... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for uh, justifying me there. Yes. So we find out the uh, boss is Kai. Yes. And he gets everyone to leave. Kai tells Poe he needs to watch himself. And 
and to be careful where he goes. And Poe is like, I don't need you. And then speeds off. <laughs> He's like, like, you don't, you work for me. And then Kai's like, I work for your dad. And I was like, am I watching John Wick again? <laughs> <laughs> These gang leaders are really bad at parenting. They really <laughs> need to fix their priorities. Yeah. Because they're, you, their sons don't have it. Yeah. I would love to see what their daughters are like. <laughs> all of them and they're non-binary children you know just yeah just their spawn in general just awful yeah (laughs) next morning a kid is working his paper route and he sees poe lynched out on the street cool i was like oh that's fun and not traumatic at all for like a 10 year old i was not expecting that me neither (laughs) i was like oh it's that kind of movie huh I was like, whoa. Yeah. Really caught me off guard. Let me just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. No no. big. Totally get over it. Uh, Members of the Asian gang eventually pass the news to each other and it reaches Poe's father, Mr. Singh. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to Isaac, who is the leader of the black crew. Yeah. He has a very fancy estate. He's... He's so rich that he's playing golf on his front lawn. Yeah. His home is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want golf on my front lawn kind of money. Yeah. That'd be fun. But also, like, not to very play golf. stressful. Yeah, not to play golf. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't want to mow that lawn either. But I also would have enough money to not have to. Yeah, you'd pay someone. Yeah. Or you could have fun on a ride-on ride on lawnmower. Yeah. I've always low-key wanted to try that. <laughs> But anyway, so he gets a phone call. Um, one of his butlers says so because, you know, he's that rich. So then as they walk inside, him and Mac, who's his right hand, is asking him, you know, uh, if I have a job after this and blah, blah, blah. So then I don't know what's happening then because it's still the first 10 minutes of the movie. But then essentially Isaac is just telling him that, like, we're going to go straight after this deal. So once we go straight, you don't have to worry about a job. Once, Like, as long as I'm alive, you're you're good. So whatever happened at the club, I think, has to do with this. Yeah. We'll see. I wasn't really getting it either. Yeah. But Isaac gets a phone call about Poe's death. So he tells Mac to set up a meeting with Chu, who is Mr. Singh. Yes. Yes. Found out later on that Chu is the first name to Mr. Singh. Ah. Because I thought that they were the same people. Then I was like, wait, no, it's Singh. No, it's Chu. No, it's Singh. No, it's Chu. And then I I kept thinking they were calling their group the Chus. Ah. And then I was like, no. (laughs) Well... We're going to confuse things more because we're going to Hong Kong now. Okay. Yeah. I When we we went there, I was like, what is... I was like, I'm not following this movie. (laughs) I hate this movie. (laughs) So we're at the Sing Kong prison and them guards are letting in like a busload of dudes, prisoners, you know. We cut to a dude on a lunch line and they all get a heap of fried rice for a meal and I could really kind of go for that right now. Me too. Like that was a good hearty heap. I know. I'm sure it sucks to get that every single day. And I'm sure they've also made it with less flavor. Probably. But just the thought of it. <laughs> you get semi-fried rice with like five peas in it. Oh, mushy. Like, oh, <laughs> ugh, if it's overcooked and mushy. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I would love to just shovel fried rice into my mouth. I make really good fried rice. I can show you how to make it. Uh, <laughs> Have I ever made it for you? I think once a very long time ago. Mm. You put that, um, the little Chinese sausage in it. Yes. It was so good. Yes. <laughs> I still remember it. Oh. Uh, Anyway, so we follow this one dude and he approaches another guy to whisper at him, but mm-hmm. we don't know what he says, but it shakes up the guy he's talking to. So then that guy stands up. And, and starts, this is gently. Yes. And he starts fighting guards 
And eventually he gets knocked out and dragged into a room where then he's strung up by his feet. Mm -hmm. So as he's about to like start getting beat up by another guard, he wakes up and then starts fighting the guards in the cell with him while upside down. Yeah. While he's still chained by his feet. Amazing. I was like, what is happening? No way. You're like, this is a main character. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Yeah. You know what's wild is that uh, this, like the 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 subtitles say that we're in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They're clearly speaking Chinese, but then the subtitles say speaking foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You can don't be shy. Just say it's Chinese." I forgot what I was watching. Oh, I was watching um, Ninety Day Fiance the other way, where like the Americans go to the other country, mm. and this girl went to South Korea, and it says like music in foreign language, and I'm like, it's K-pop. Get it together. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm like, it's not that hard. You can say it's Korean music. Like, you know. Right? It's not going to scare us. Yeah. You know what else is funny? (laughs) Foreign music. Oh, Uh, my God. (laughs) I I don't know what they're saying. But uh, I remember when BTS was performing on SNL and the internet got so mad because they're like, look at how lame Americans shoot things. Because it's just like this one, like a group shot and then like some singles. But then like you watch, like you watch any K-pop movie and the, the camera's going crazy. It's spinning in circles. It's like spinning upside down and it's oh, going yeah. sideways. It's a lot. And they're like, they, they choreographed it to choreograph with the camera. And like, look at how we've just ruined their entire performance. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I get it. They're so good. They are really good. I love BTS. Yes. K-pop is it? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's like shame. It's so good. It's I'm shameless about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know what else is really cool? Back yes. to the movie for a hot second. Yeah. Is that as Jet Li is beating up all these guards while he's still tied up, mm-hmm. we also get this shot of like he's breaking a guard's arm, but then we get X-ray, the X-ray. vision. Yeah, like we're in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Is that what that's from? <laughs> or a, a? It's in the later games. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> that's fun. I was like what but i was like this is very neat for the year 2000 oh yeah i was like that happened i was like no way (laughs) he didn't see that i was like this movie is outrageous (laughs) is that when you texted me you're like what am i watching it was before this okay and then all this happened and then i was like what is happening and then after this after this scene i was like okay i'm on board with the movie nice it only (laughs) took you like 15 minutes yeah unfortunately But so, yeah, anyway, Jet Li knocks them all out. And then he even manages, he's still like dangling by his foot, but he still manages to like finagle the keys out of the pocket of the guard that he knocked out that's on the floor below him. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. And he uses his chain to like flip the keys up yeah. and then into his mouth. Because that's a very easy thing to do. Yeah. But if you're Jet Li, I get it. You get everything on the first shot. Yeah. When you're Jet Li. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> so then he knocks on the door to get let out. So then the guard that like checks the, the little gate yeah. to, to see who's in there, he grabs, he sticks his arm through that, grabs him by the throat. The, so the guard just opens the door and then he gets knocked out. So Jet Li takes the guard's clothes. He sneaks away. And then all of them are just locked in there. He walked out of there so easy. Yeah, it's the confidence. Like, dude. no one recognizes their coworker. I guess not. <laughs> or when you're acting, yeah, like like you said, when people are acting with confidence, you don't even question it. Yeah. <laughs> and you just keep your head down and you just move like you belong there. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so now he's outside and he's like almost on his way out. He takes somebody else's bike. Don't know whose bike it is. But uh, <laughs> as he's walking out, we see another guard hearing the the guards like moan and groan in the in the uh, cell so it's like the the um the cutting in between them of of jet Li getting to the guard just before the outside gate 
And then the guards inside panicking. Yeah. And then <laughs> the guy inside realizing what's happening. So then he runs to go press the alarm button. But Jet Li's out there talking to this guard who is like so clueless. He's like, hey, where are you going, buddy? <laughs> so Jet Li's like, oh, I'm going to go to the track. I heard I got a little tip about horse number three. <laughs> so then the other guard's like, oh, do tell. Let me hear it. <laughs> hey, can you please a bet for me? Yeah. So he's he's wasting Jet Li's time. <laughs> Jet Li's trying to get out of there. He's like, buddy, I got I to gotta go. So then the alarm finally goes off. And Jet Li's like, oh, no. But then, so then the guard behind him stops him. And he's like, hey, place the bet for me, buddy. And then he lets him go off. But also, I do respect that. You know, like, I get that if the alarm goes off, even if it's like your last minute of your shift, you still have to stay because lockdown is lockdown. But I also appreciate that he's like, nah, his shift is over. He can go. Yeah. Because he wanted to place a bet. Have a good one. Yeah. Win me some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also like... I'm not trying to stay if it's if my shift is over. I hope you he know? mails that guy some money later on. Yeah. <laughs> hope so. Thanks well, for your help. <laughs> also, he's going to have to figure out his address because that... Or actually, no, it's not because he's going to be in the jail. Yeah. Because he's going to get arrested for letting him out. I'm sure... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That poor guy. Yeah. He just wanted to make some money, but it do be like that. Whoops. So then we cut from him escaping to Isaac meeting with Kai and Mr. Singh. Yes. And he gives his... At an deal. airport. Yeah, I it took me a while to figure out where they were. Yeah. So I didn't understand. I didn't understand why they were at an airport. Security. Ah. Making sure no one has guns on them. Ah. Yeah. Smart. Okay, yeah. I respect it. <laughs> so he gives his condolences to Mr. Singh. Mr. Singh is like, not really about it. Yeah, I'm not having it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I guess they're business partners along with being gang rivals. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand but they're trying to stay amicable because they have some kind of business plan set up yeah and i'm like what it's it's the whole like separating business and personal but then also they can't because it's so intertwined yeah so okay a lot of the business talk in this movie takes like a while to get what's happening yeah <laughs> and even then i wasn't really positive yeah. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, definitely. But then as they leave, Isaac is telling Mac to establish round-the-clock security for his family. So then we cut to Aaliyah, whose name is Trish. She's at work. She owns this, um, like, a shop. It's like, it's like retail, but also like a dance studio in the back. It's got a cafe, clothing, and a DJ. Yeah. There's, like, kids dancing. She's doing it all, know? essentially. Yeah. A renegade woman, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> she leaves her shop a man named maurice approaches her to tell her that mac wants him to watch over her and mac really should have given her a courtesy call honestly (laughs) so i'm just sending this fool yeah (laughs) and then she's also just like i don't care what dad or mac said yeah she's that's um isaac is her dad so um she's like i just whatever like i'm not into this and then maurice is like uh i don't care i'm here to protect you so i'm gonna stay but he's also very annoying yeah he's that he that guy who plays him he's like that in like every movie he's in yeah anthony anderson yes yes that's him he's from blackish so he's good in blackish or he's different in blackish he's more serious but then in everything like he's definitely also from transformers yeah and he's very funny and everything yeah and very like loud and physical yeah physical comedy kind of yeah but as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's not going to be a good bodyguard. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out he's not a very good bodyguard. No, definitely not. So they go back and forth. And then she eventually gets in his car and they drive off to wherever. So then we cut to Jet Li getting off a plane and walking through the city. And then we cut again 
to a barbershop and a guy named Calvin is cutting somebody named Harold's hair. They get a package, but it's a bomb. That scared the shit out of me when it went off. Yeah. This was like a cute little scene. Like the barber was like having cute banter with his patron. And then boom. And then, yeah. I was like, ah. They just blew the <laughs> shop up. I was not expecting that either. Yeah. And also, I feel like for no reason. Yeah. I was but like, again, we'll get there when we get there, right? I was like, is that retaliation for Poe? Because that seems really unnecessary. Right. Yeah. And what was his ties to anything? Well, Isaac could have owned the property. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Fair we game. go back to our former prisoner buying things from a hardware store. Yes. And I was like... His- Somehow he's in the suburbs? Yeah. And his purchase raises no red flags. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, he's literally buying, like, a kidnap kit. Right. <laughs> Only zip ties, a hammer, like... Yeah. Tape, like, all this The stuff. guy behind the counter's like, huh, sounds like a fun project. Anyway, have a good day. Yeah. I don't know, like, let me take your picture. Yeah. So then he leaves, and a taxi driver pulls up, or a taxi pulls up, and the taxi driver gets out. So Jet Li's like, hey, can you take me to this address? Shows him a piece of paper, and the dude's like, I'm off duty. And he's like, well, don't you understand? Don't you speak English? And I was like, so this guy also had an Indian accent. And I was like, what is the microaggression (laughs) from your own community (laughs) about speaking English to somebody who's also speaking English with an accent? And then I was like, but also the microaggression that we've cast an Indian as a taxi driver (laughs) and might have made him put on an accent. So I was like, nobody wins here. No, nobody (laughs) does. Yeah. But that was, I was just like, hmm. <laughs> but we let's move on anyway. So yeah. now Trish and Maurice are at a music store, and you know what the fuck is wrong with Maurice? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what the fuck is wrong. With he has so it's in like this old CD stores. So you remember when you would like want to like sample a CD just to see what it's like? You put on the headphones and you're listening to it. So then there's another sample station next door, like two and, rows down, and they're like the big heavy duty headphones. Yes, where you can't hear anything. Yes, but the music you're listening to. So he's trying to hit on this girl next to him acting a fool yeah and he's like trying to be like hey yo yo what's your name what's your name and he's trying to like get her attention so much and she's feeling her music yeah she's next to him dancing with her headphones on and he's like how you doing and then she doesn't hear him so he yells even louder and i'm like maurice you're so annoying and then he goes to take off her headphones to get her attention yeah and i was like absolutely not not in 2000 not in 2020 not ever <laughs> you never touch somebody's headphones you just don't touch people yeah just don't touch strangers headphones means that i don't want to talk to anybody yeah maurice (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) maurice can go home honestly find a new job yeah he's not good at this one (laughs) yeah and he starts then he starts dancing and just totally not paying attention to what trish is doing at all so she takes this opportunity to buy a bunch of records and skedaddle while he's distracted and she doesn't even have to sneak away she just walks out yeah because he's not paying attention (laughs) How did he even get hired? I have no idea. Like, maybe, what do you think his resume looks like? Maybe he just knows a guy who knows mm. a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's it's like... It's in the family. Maybe he's like Mac's uncle's nephew's cousin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Something like weird like that. And he does like a spin move. And because he's wired up, he knocks down the whole shelf. And he is like just a mess. Yeah. And then he notices Trisha's gone. So then he's like, oh, 
drats yeah. and has to go chase after her. So now we cut to Jet Li, who is hot wiring the taxi. Nice. Because we just steal cars nowadays. It's, <laughs> we es- it's chill. We escape prisons. Yep. Manage to fly across a whole ocean without... Right. Any- <laughs> how do you think he managed that? I... Like, how did he... Don't you need ID and, <laughs> yeah. like, money? Yes. <laughs> unless he just knows a guy? Or, like, yeah. Unless he, like... Yeah, what? I don't understand. But, so now he's hot-wiring this taxi. Yeah. Trish gets in the back. He tries to tell her that he's off-duty. So then she throws a 50 at him and is like, you're on duty. And then... So he's like, okay, I guess. And he sees Maurice in the rear view, like, screaming. And she ducks down. So he's like, okay, yeah, we can go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good job. We appreciate that. Yeah. So then he starts driving through this parking lot because it's like we're in like a shopping center. And he's a bad driver. It's a disaster. He, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? So what I found out, because I also had to look this up, is that they drive on the left in Hong Kong, but they ah. drive on the right on, in mainland China. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, so Hong Kong was British ruled for 99 years. So like that makes sense. But why would you do that to a people? <laughs> Like, are there, I didn't look this part up, but like, are there people who like frequently go from Hong Kong to mainland China? And then like, if they're driving, like, do they have to adjust every single time? Do they just choose not to drive in one, one section of the country? What if you cross the border, then do you have to switch which side of the road you're on? Is there, oh, like, is there well, like a little lane that lets you switch over? I don't know if there's a bridge, but Hong Kong is definitely an island. Oh. So <laughs> that part of it makes it easier. But if there was a bridge... I do wonder. Yeah. Maybe it's like it it's like um two separate bridges and they just helix so that you have to switch sides. Oh man. But yeah, so he uh drives on the left side of the road. Okay. And that has ex- to just adjust like nothing. That explains it. Yeah. Because I was like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> so they drive around, they get out of the, the um parking lot eventually. So then Trish calls him out on not starting the meter. So he shows that he does not know how to use the meter he just kind of like punches at it and then she like notices the id on the dash is not him (laughs) so she's like so do you skill steal a lot of cars or like is this new for you (laughs) she's just like making making a conversation with him she's oddly calm in this situation yeah i would not be this calm (laughs) i feel like are you gonna kill me (laughs) yeah are you stealing me I will annoy you to let me out. Yeah. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> so then he tells her eventually that he's from Hong Kong. And then they chat about like, is it true what they say about Hong Kong that everybody knows Kung Fu? And then he's like, yeah, it's state law. And then he turns all the way around to talk to her. <laughs> I know. He was not looking at the road I was at like, all. That is not safe. Sir, you are driving. Yeah. Eyes on the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then eventually like they keep talking and then she's like oh you can pull over here so then she uh he gives her the 50 back and she's like no but you can keep it like i won't call the cops on you and he's like i don't want your money and i was like oh excuse me big guy yeah <laughs> you don't have any american dollars on you yet you just got here <laughs> again though actually how did he pay for the hardware stuff then wait what <laughs> <laughs> did he exchange his money beforehand Ah. Uh... Maybe because hmm. the airports do have the little kiosks they do. where you can where But you can also, exchange. if he just broke out of jail, where did he get the cash? Maybe the exchange? guard had someone in his wallet. Oh, no. The guard, and the guard who gave him money. That was his fare to get all the way across the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he made a pit stop to grab some Yeah. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, maybe he just like broke into cars and like oh stole yeah 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 <laughs> he broke into the plane yeah <laughs> so then uh she says that he seems like a nice guy then but he drives bad so then i was also like just like you know because you know me just like the little pit in me that's like not all asians are bad drivers but like he's a very bad driver <laughs> <laughs> so you're like damn you're embarrassing us <laughs> yes because you know it is my my one true lifelong goal is to prove that asians are not all bad drivers you're an amazing driver. i'm a great driver you're a great driver i uh, that's and that's one of the few things that i'll brag about myself <laughs> i'm great at writing emails and i'm a great driver <laughs> that's what i'm very proud of <laughs> but moving on yes so she winks at him and gets out which means that's the plant of, of the seed b plot yep and then we cut to a golf course and isaac is talking to some white boy about some acquisitions his name is mr roth yeah and he's concerned about something about the nfl I didn't get anything out of this conversation. Neither did I. All I heard was business words and NFL. Yeah. And I was like. And deadline. Yeah. And then Roth tries to make golf like deep. And I was like, just hit the ball. Like, shut up and hit the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Or he says golf is a game of finesse and not power. So I was like, that is that a theme of the movie? Yeah. I never followed up on it. No, never. So, you know, whatever. He essentially, he just continues to mansplain golf to Isaac, who is knows how to play golf. And Isaac is not a fan of golf. He just golfs to golf. He golfs, I think, to get the business with Mr. Roth. To like schmooze. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut back to Trish, who's back in the shop. And the lady at the front says that her brother is in the back. So it turns out that he is in the back on the phone with dad. Brother's name is Colin. And apparently Poe called him the night before or the night that he died. So that's suspicious super suspicious trish comes in and she is not happy to see him on the phone so she says uh, i've asked you not to do business here and this is my place and i have kids here so could you just keep that out of here and then colin gets very defensive even though he is very much in the wrong yeah like dude you you delve in dangerous business like and like she has kids here yeah don't take it here yeah and also just like she's asked you to not do business in her space could you respect that a little bit (laughs) you know yeah but whatever she she uh literally has to scream for respect in this movie yeah it's a little rough and she doesn't get any personal space we'll also get there when we get there yes this is just step one of her not getting her personal space yeah actually step two because maurice is step one. Oh yeah yeah so then he says that he was on the phone with dad who's a businessman and he worked for the business for this businessman so like just have the phone call somewhere else yeah he was like trying to make like his case for like why i'm on the phone in your space Dude. And I was like, this is not working out for you. <laughs> so Go then somewhere else. what annoys me is that Trish apologizes and says that she's just worried about him. Yeah. But also just don't do your business in my place. That's <laughs> like easy. He sucks. But whatever. He says that he's not. He says not to worry about him because he's fine, which also means he's going to die soon. Yeah. You know, so then we cut over back to Jet Li. He gets off of an elevator and sneaks into a door. And at this point, we're like, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes in. Yeah. And I'm like, am I ever going to learn this man's name? <laughs> it's Han. It's Han. But we don't, don't learn look- that until 40 minutes in. Yeah. I had to look it up because I kept calling him former prisoner. Ah. Yeah. But it is a nice ass apartment that he gets into. I know. Uh, he looks at some old family photos. Mm-hmm. We get a flashback of Han as a little kid. 
and then we see a pic of adult Poe, and I'm like, okay, so this is his place. I didn't read the synopsis, so I didn't know they were brothers. Oh, I only got it from the flashback. Because yeah. So the flashback is basically they were both kind of like struggling in the water, like in the currents of the water. They found this basketball floating in the water, and then he grabs onto it, and then his brother's like, Han, we're not going to make it. And he's like, just track, just like hang on to me. So it's it was one of those, like he saved his brother's life. Kind of yeah. Things. Yeah. And then um, he still has that. He was like searching around the apartment and he finds the old basketball. Mm -hmm. Little tug on the heartstrings there for him. (laughs) And he checks out the last phone call made and it goes to Trisha's shop. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, because like a woman picks up on the line and says like the name of the shop. So we now cut to Trish eating at a restaurant and Mm -hmm. Maurice is still watching her from afar. And then Mac shows up to talk to her. And he starts hitting on her hardcore. Yeah. Which I did not like. No. Neither did I. <laughs> Ugh. And um, she wants nothing to do with him. Good. And he starts going off on her. And I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, it got gross you. fast. Yeah. So she essentially is like, I don't need your protection. Like, I am my own person. So she tries to get up to leave. And then he grabs her and pulls her back down. And I was like, absolutely not. And then he slams his hand on the table. And everybody turns around. Yeah, because he's making a scene. Yeah. Is, mm. in like this uppity restaurant i have i have thoughts but uh we don't have to go there yeah so uh essentially he's like you're gonna res- you don't have to respect me but you're gonna respect your father yeah and she's like whatever and then as he's leaving maurice says like whatever rude comment to mac so then mac flips out on him so then maurice flap- flips out at the bartender and then yeah. they're just they're just nobody acting. knows how to process their anger yeah in this movie they're just lashing out left and right. People yeah. are staring. And he's like, what are you looking at? Yeah. Like, Everybody makes a scene. Yeah. Everyone's just causing the whole thing. Yeah. So we cut back over to Isaac's office and Colin is telling him about the call that he got with Poe. And then it's essentially about like, you know, they could have put an end to this whole rivalry or whatever. But then Isaac says that he should have told him immediately when he got the call. And then Colin's like, stop treating me like a kid. I'm just looking out for you. And then, or Isaac says that he's looking out for him. No, actually, I'm like, no, Colin, Colin says he's looking out for Isaac. Yeah. And then and Isaac then, says you don't have to do that. Yeah. So then Colin's <laughs> feelings get hurt. Yeah. So then they have a father son moment. And Isaac says that he's been working on a big deal. And when it goes through that, they'll have they'll be able to get out of the shady game and into the legit game. And then Colin will be the one to run that. And then he says that Colin has to use his head and be smart with this one, which again sets up that he's going to die soon. <laughs> So Colin goes to leave and then Mac comes in and Colin is suspicious of Mac for something that is never explained. Yeah, they have like a weird greeting exchange. Yeah. Which I was like, this is really weird and I can't tell who is going to like betray who. Mm -hmm. It's one of those. We'll find out later. (laughs) Yeah. So then uh, Mac is coming in to bring Isaac some bad news and it's about the bomb that went off in the barbershop. Yeah. And I was like, why is he finding that out so late? Right. Yeah. I feel like that happened like yesterday. Yeah. It was like it's so... the two thousands. They couldn't text yet, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Isaac gets really hurt by the news. Yes. So then uh, I also didn't pay attention to what they said in the scene, besides that they were sad. Yeah, I didn't really pick anything up. He just said like the barbershop owner was a nice dude, mm. and then I don't remember what else. Yeah. Well, I was like half paying attention to the dialogue, yeah. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> Let's just cut to Han taking a cab to Trisha's store this time. Yeah, and he's shocked when he sees her. Yeah, and then she he sees her get out or leave, and then she goes to get into her car. So he's like, follow her. 
So stalking. Everything about this movie is very stalky. Also running the meter up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With the money that he doesn't have. The cab driver is like, no questions asked. Yeah, let's follow that. Sure thing, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so then now we cut to her bringing groceries home. So he just walks into her apartment. Yeah, follows her right in. She very bold. She didn't close the door right away. No. He just yeah. walks right in. And she flips out. Because why not? The yeah. stranger you just met just followed you to your apartment. I 100% would. Who basically almost kidnapped you. Yeah. <laughs> she remains too calm in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> for my personal liking. She just accepts that someone just walks yeah. into her apartment. Yeah. I would have been like, you leave right now. <laughs> I would have been freaking out. I would start out. throwing hands immediately. Yeah. Exactly. And things. A chair. Yes. <laughs> but essentially she says... um, well, she's trying to get him out. And then he's like, why did my brother call your shop right before he died? And then she like calms down because that is, I don't know, calming for some reason. Yeah, she's very, I think she just gets so confused to the point of calm. Like Maybe, sure. Yeah. She says that she has a desk girl who answers the phone and then sometimes her brother makes calls from the shop. And then he's like, brother, can you ask your brother? And I was like, what if the girl was the drug person? <laughs> maybe it was the woman. Maybe it wasn't the brother. <laughs> What if a lady is behind all this? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Jetly. <laughs> but then they kind of have like a brain blast moment because they connect Colin to it. Yeah. And then outside Maurice and his goons show up. So Han then plays chi- Chinese takeout delivery driver. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, dim sum. All right, bye. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> Maurice looks around and he's like, I don't smell Chinese food. <laughs> So that a lot of people are making fat jokes at him at this time, which makes me feel a little bad. But also, he's so annoying. Yeah. But like Trish is like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Did you eat it all already? And I'm like, damn, ow. <laughs> but essentially, he's saying like, I don't smell the Chinese food. So why? Like that, then that guy is suspicious. So then he sends his guys to go follow him. And then they go chase him. They corner him on the steps. And then Maurice mouths off because I don't think he knows how to stop running his mouth. No, definitely not. So then uh, Han starts beating everybody up. Yeah. And then he beats still up. doesn't shut Maurice up. Still won't. Yeah, nothing will stop this guy from talking. <laughs> so he gets off of the stairs, and then they go. He gets cornered again in a in a um an alleyway, like a little walkway that has that's fenced in. Yeah, yeah. So then he fights them all again, and then one dude shows up who jumps over the fence, even though there was an opening right next to where he jumped in. Listen, did you? Why notice? would you do something the right way in the convenient way? <laughs> When you can do it the most complicated way possible. <laughs> and and your intimidation points go up by like 10. <laughs> yeah. Why would I expel no energy when I can expel a lot of energy? Yeah. But um, what's also crazy here is that as he's fighting somebody, he zip ties their hands together. Yeah. But like when, like, have you ever zip tied anything before? Uh, Not moving things. <laughs> Just like objects. Right. But yeah. like to, to do it, it the, that hole is very small. Oh, yeah. And like while somebody's fighting and like like resisting like that's hard no that's definitely and he hard. just did it and he went to trisha's apartment with them right <laughs> it's a horrifying that's a kidnapper <laughs> that's a horrifying but also he just now. happened to just have these zip ties like, he had like eight zip ties like strapped in his belt yeah you just walk around like that <laughs> super just not, in case not suspicious yeah. at all yeah and then he does the same thing with some other dude's belt like yeah. you i maybe i'm just uncoordinated but i like to stay still when i'm belting my loop <laughs> I tend not to be fighting people as I, I'm just saying, cause it just seems harder than, than it should be. Yeah, definitely. But like, also, I guess good on him for being able to do that. His accuracy. Yeah. Is, through is the pretty, roof. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Um, Maurice ends up uh, over there too. And he pulls a gun out on Han and 
Han ends up kicking him and taking it from him. Yeah. And then he steals Maurice's car. Good. Karma, baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sucks to be Maurice. And then Trish sees all of this from the balcony. She smiles. So she's got the crush. Yeah. She's into it. And now we are back. <laughs> could at you not at that point? Honestly. <laughs> but now we're back at Sing's. Yes. And this is when I realized his first name was Chu because he is having like a brunch with all of the other elders in the gang or in the whatever this group is. It's like all the head guys of yeah. all the families, I guess. Yeah. So they're all talking about concern that they will be killed at any time. And then, whoops, got a little racist here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sing is like, we're not like the blacks. Our loyalty to each other is unquestioned. And I was like, mm. I was like, oh, he had some stank on that. I Are didn't... we? Ooh. I was like, oh, he Ooh, really said it. It's embarrassing. Huh. So then the other elders ask to be uh, more forceful to establish their dominance, you know? Mm-hmm. So then Singh says that they'll only do that when it serves them best. But I'm still trying to process the racism that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on. The very unsubtle. Yeah. <laughs> so then gongs are ringing because it's post-funeral. After people are paying their respects, a little tribute boat that's on fire gets sent down a little stream. And I guess that's tradition. I wouldn't know because my family's not rich enough to do that, I guess. They're, whatever courtyard they were in was like beyond. Beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. But it's, I, I don't know, like I wonder, it's something else I should look up that I didn't look up because it wasn't whether or not you can drive on the left or right side of the road. This seemed a little more deep and needed more like attention. But I want to know if that was just like a tradition. And like maybe is it like is it is it like drug lord rich tradition or is it like <laughs> just standard privileged tradition or just like regular i mean you gotta be rich to have your own little private river that's true <laughs> you're right but anyway so the boat goes down little river kai looks up and notices that han is standing there across the way with the basketball so then he tells um sing and sing is like oh my boy and then they just stare at each other from afar very yeah. awkwardly for a while. Yeah. So I then, was like, okay. <laughs> men. Yeah. That's them and their feelings. Han eventually approaches his dad and he's so surprised that he escaped from prison. And we find out that Han was a policeman who took a fall for his dad and brother and his dad escaped to America, America to avoid the death penalty. And Singh is like, and there's that's the greatest honor you could have given us. And Han's like, I went to jail for you and you left, you you ran to America? Yeah. Where's s- that honor? You suck. Yeah. <laughs> so then Singh's like, I had no choice. And then Han says that he promised his mother that he would take care of his younger brother. And look what happened, yeah. dad. So Ugh. then he goes to leave and Singh is like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to lose another son again. But then Han keeps walking. Yeah. So it's a very troubled family. Two really dropped the ball. He, you know. Yeah. As as you said before, gang bosses are not good parents. No, they're not. Hate to draw the general stroke <laughs> amongst them. Afterwards, Han finds Kai to question him about what happened with his brother. Mm-hmm. And he finds out his brother was at a black club. And then Han asks why they're all fighting anyway, because he doesn't understand the black versus Asian. Yeah, because he's been in jail the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> for his father. Also, I guess Han just is not racist. Yeah, and also, yeah, I don't imagine that there were a lot of black people around him. Probably not. In that time in Hong Kong? No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right, yeah. Kai explains that on the four miles of waterfront, the businesses are split 50-50 between the black business owners and the Asian business owners. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so their whole, like, scuffle is for turf? I I just didn't understand 
And then he says that regarding Poe getting in the middle of things, he's like, it was bound to happen at some point. I was like, oh, I don't Ugh. like Kai. Ugh. <laughs> I was like, he seems mm. sketchy. A little bit. Yeah. Then Kai sneak attacks Han and they play fight for a minute. Yeah. And like, oh, I missed your buddy. <laughs> okay. <was> like, All right. <laughs> so now we cut to Trish at a food truck and then Han comes up on her again. And can we stop sneaking up on her? Yeah. And her hands are full. She's cute. Yes. She's so cute, though. She's getting all this ice cream for these little kids. Yeah. Good for her. Like, she's just doing the most for the community. Yeah. And the community will not do it for her. <laughs> I feel like she's a great role model. Yes. <laughs> and she says to Han, like, you know, you're in the wrong neighborhood, right? And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. He doesn't care. And I'm like, yeah, when you're so tough. That no one can touch you. It's whatever. Yeah. You can kind of just go wherever. I feel like we've said it before, but that meme of Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee in the yeah. fishnet tank top. <laughs> and then the people saying like, if you, when you can kill anybody you want to, you can wear whatever you want to. And yeah. I feel that. Yeah. When no one stands a chance against you. Yeah. Whatever. But then, so there's a bunch of dudes playing basketball. So now um, they know it is Han. So Mac comes over. Didn't recognize him without the glasses. So I guess like that really does change the game. Yeah. I've always thought that that was like a fake thing, but like it's not. I feel like the glasses changed my face. It depends on the person for me, I think. As far <laughs> as like the person like perceiving you. Yeah. I'm sure like it feels, obviously it feels different for you wearing glasses. <laughs> but um, so, so he comes over and he asks Trish like, who's this dude pointing to Han? Yeah. Because for whatever reason, he has this weird creepy crush on Trish. Yeah. Yeah. And what's actually funny, what I like about Han and Trish is that they... I don't know how they managed to get this relationship, but they have, they're very seamless with like playing like make believe or whoever they want to play. Yeah. So as Han, as Mac is coming over, Trish tells Han that Mac is like, he's got a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. So then when he comes over, Trish is like, oh, I just met him in line. And then Han's like, yeah, no, I'm uh my name is Akbar. Cause that's the name of the, um, the, the taxi driver that he stole. So then they just kind of like played off like that. So then Mac invites him to play football with him. <laughs> And sports sports <laughs> and uh trish's like oh my god yeah you should go play so then hannah's like i'm gonna go play she's like it's so hot yeah <laughs> and maurice and a few of his guys recognize han and they're like that's the dude that's the guy yeah and one guy says that's the guy that kicked your ass and then maurice is like nobody kicked my ass <laughs> and then um one of them also says and one of them stole your car and maurice is like nobody stole my car what are you talking about and my car what no <laughs> So then they start playing and Mac essentially just says, I'll give you the ball and you just have to run that way. And Han's like, that's it? So then <laughs> they do their first play. He gets the ball immediately tackled. And then dogpiled. Yep. Yeah. And then Mac's like, oh, let's just, let's try another one. <laughs> so they do another one. He gets a little bit farther, tackled. Yeah. So then he's like, Like why? in the air doing flips. Yeah. He keeps getting hit around. So then... Then Han is like, why Why are they only attacking me? And Mac is like, it's because you have the ball. And he's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so we do the third play. And now the game changes. Yes. Because now he has a plan. So now he tosses the ball to the other team. And then he jumps them. Yeah. And, and then he, he gets the ball back. He starts kicking the shit out of everyone and beating them up. And then he gets all the way to the end after beating up the whole team. And then he's like... <laughs> So I won. <laughs> and then he like pegs the ball back to uh, Mac. Like super hard. Yeah. And he's like, damn, I played myself. 
They he did such a good job. <laughs> and then the kids are all like, Oh my god, dude, that was so cool and Trisha's like, Oh my god, that was hot. Yeah. And he like high fives all the kids. He's yeah. so cute. It was fun. Yeah. So then after Trish says that's hot, he gives her his address to say, Let me know when you've heard from your brother. And I was like, We're moving very fast here, Han. <laughs> you've known her for three days. He's trying to find out what happened to his brother. Oh, I, I know. He's He's focused on the murder. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're in some high-rise fancy apartment. Colin is with his girl. They're talking about himself, obviously. Yeah, he's kind of talking through his daddy issues yeah. and like how he has ideas. They're both really high. Yeah. And just talking nonsense. They're but hang- she also doesn't care to be there either. Yeah, they're just kind of hanging out, having a good time. And then the doorbell rings and she gets to the door. And then all of a sudden we cut outside because apart- his apartment's like super high up on a building. Mm-hmm. Smashed. And then both of them right through the windows. Yep. Fall right into the water. I was not expecting that no <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> yeah i was like i called it, but also damn wow yeah i didn't think that's how they were gonna die no neither did i i thought like <laughs> it was gonna be some big thing yeah. or it was gonna be like an emotional thing nope. no nope we're just just happened right to 100 yeah next morning their bodies have been found in the river mm-hmm. isaac and trish see colin's body and she blames her father for what happened to him absolutely she says you yeah, it's like the way that it's your business you may as well have been the one that shot him and i'm like ow yeah but also she's not wrong she's not wrong so whoops yeah so then she says she hates him and walks away so mac comes to console isaac and reminds him that you know whatever you're feeling you got to keep it bottled up until the business is done and whoever did this i'll make sure that they're the ones out of the box for good and i also you know maybe isaac could also just mourn his son yeah just doesn't have to keep it bottled up for however long because that's gonna be bad yeah let him grieve yeah (laughs) but isaac's like oh yeah no i'm gonna bottle this up until i need to (laughs) yeah no (laughs) such a bad idea yeah let it out yes (laughs) feel your feelings guys yeah just let it let it out we cut to han he goes back to poe's apartment and sees that it's been trashed Mm -hmm. he finds poe's car keys and then searches poe's car and he finds a cane that has a hidden compartment with addresses. Yes. And then he goes back into the apartment and Trish is there now. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> that. We won't hover on that for too long. Yeah. It's just like, where where'd she come from? How did she know? Like, you know, there's. She had the address. She did. But like, all, I had, I just have thoughts. We can yeah. move on. <laughs> so, She's sobbing. She's a mess. Yeah. So essentially, uh, well, actually also good thing to note too is when he finds a list of addresses he crumples it up yeah and then goes upstairs but then yes yeah, so then trish is there and um i was just i guess the simplest way to to con- consolidate my thoughts is like do we just break into each other's apartments now is the door just, was open how we do things <laughs> i mean her door was open too when he walked in yeah but so she tells him about how you know when they were younger they used to play this prank on mom where he would hide uh colin would hide and then she would go tell mom that you know he got hit by a car or something so then mom would come running out and then sobbing and stuff and then she wouldn't stop crying once he came out and it was like ah, oh, it was a joke so then she essentially just equates that to being like and now he's dead dead and he can't jump out of nowhere to scare me that's a fucked up prank yeah <laughs> So that's really fucked up. She says that she has to figure this out as much as Han does too now. So then we cut to Mr. Roth in his office talking about making a deal with the NFL again because what does the NFL have to do with the story? And then we find out that his idea is to buy the waterfront properties so that way he can build an NFL stadium out on the on water. The water. That doesn't sound like a good idea it, to me. It does. I'm trying to like think about the draws there, and I don't know if I would like 
Does that exist? I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Parking would be a nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it probably already is, but. <laughs> so then we go back to Han and Trish. They're driving down a road looking at the list that is no longer crumpled up. Yeah. That's why I had to mention it before. Because, yeah, it's really not. You know? But anyway, so Trish says that these are all addresses that are just waterfront properties. And then they get to one location and they get out of Trish's car. But Han is driving. And now, like, why is Han driving Trish's car? Especially since we've established that. He's not a good driver. Yeah. <laughs> but driving somehow, somehow he's great at it now. <laughs> Whatever. They go inside. It seems to be a garage. They turn the lights on. And then they find a pile of dead guys in the back. Yeah. So then they sneak around the back into the office. And we see another guy that's dead. And a fresh cigar is lit. Yes, which means that it just happened. Mm -hmm. So then they hear some motorcycles zooming around. So they go outside. Yeah, a car and a bunch of motorcycles zoom by. And And then they run back out front to their car. And then they get shot at. Well, he goes out the side door first. And then two motorcyclists see him and then start shooting at him. And then they turn around. So within the time that the motorcyclists turned around, they went back into the shop and then back to the main entrance into their car. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what? They run fast. So fast. <laughs> so now uh, they're shooting up Trisha's car. So who's going to replace that? And also Benz's are not cheap. She has a Benz. Yeah, but she's also like the daughter of a crime lord. That's true. I'm sure she has another car. But also she wanted to separate herself from it. So she's probably going to have to buy herself a new car. Yeah. You know, that's going to be on her. That true. sucks. But, true. So Han disarms one of the bikers and then sends him flying into a truck and then speeds around. We're doing a chase scene now through town. Yeah. So then everyone we, on the road was hella reckless. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. So after we get rid of the first biker, the second biker comes around and chases them. So he crashes into them, makes them get out and fights them. So then he pulls off the helmet and it's an Asian girl. And he's like, oh, you're Chinese. And she's like, no shit, dummy. And I'm like, excuse me. Wow. <laughs> So then they fight, and then now this is the most wild fight scene maybe I've ever seen. So he goes up to Trish, and he's like, I'm really uncomfortable with hitting a woman. And she's like, you're in America. She's kicking your ass. You have a right to beat her up. (laughs) And he's like, I can't hit a woman. So then he grabs Trish and starts using her to hit the woman. He, like, punches her with Trish's fist. (laughs) And then, like, they go into this, like, crazy choreography that they just... Trish, who has no fighting background, just happens to know. <laughs> and they're totally in sync. Like, she yeah. runs on the wall like, like she, she wants to. She suddenly knows how to kick somebody in the head the right way. She knows how to punch the right way. <laughs> she knows how to, like, fly over his back. <laughs> and then they send, eventually, they kick her and they push her into the, the bad lady. They push her into a spike. And then we get our second x-ray scene of, of the spike going through her heart. Yeah. And then, so, like, what's wild to me here is that I understand that duality exists, right? But then they just went through this crazy fight scene and then they kill her. And then suddenly Trish is like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. And like <laughs> starts crying. She like goes straight from like fighting badass to like damsel in distress. And I was like, what? 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 Huh? She's killed someone. That's traumatizing. That is. That, you're right. <laughs> like indirectly killed someone, right. I guess. Well, yeah. So yeah, in that sense, <laughs> did she kill the person because it was Han using her as a weapon? <laughs> Or did Han kill her because he used her as a weapon? Yeah, because he was swinging her around. Yeah. Which I feel like still doesn't count. Like, he was still hitting her. Right. (laughs) This movie is amazing. So later on, Han goes to sing to say that he just was at Victor Ho's place, which is that place. And then Han tells 
dead, that Victor and his crew were killed like minutes before he got there. So Singh says that Isaac is overestimating his power and Han tells him that a Chinese person did it. So then I was like, so much for that racist comment before. Yeah. And then dad says, oh, none of the families would have done this. It must have been, it must have been Isaac who hired a Chinese person. And Han's like, now who's overestimating their power? What then? <laughs> he wouldn't have done that, you dummy. Yeah. So then um, Singh says that it, this must have to do with his daughter trish she has to be tied up in this somehow and you're just blinded by her charm so now i'm also like everybody's in everybody's business in this world yeah right how do you know right i feel like nobody ever had a conversation about anything (laughs) but somehow everybody knew everything yeah and then han's like well what about kai he might not be super loyal and mr singh is like how could you say anything bad about kai how dare you (laughs) so now we're back to mac he is checking in on a crabber which side note i've never seen a black crabber I so was like, interesting. I was like, and what if I him. call him a crab fisherman, a crab man, a crabber? I said crabber just because like you go crabbing. Yes. So I guess you would be a crabber, but I also don't know. You know, would you be crabby? I was, I said that he's crabby. Oh, oh. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, you're fine. Um, I, I'm, I was watching this and I was like, damn, I can really go for some crab. Mm. You know, what's really good is a lobster roll. Oh, yeah. I like really, I've been craving seafood boil lately, you know, with like all the spices and like the Stop sausage talking. and the different seafood mm, nope. and the corn. Stop. Ugh. Ugh. So good. I'm so hungry. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway. Yes. To try to get away from the hunger. Yes. Uh, they're talking for a little bit. They're just making some like small talk. And then Mac pulls a gun on him and shoves his face into the crabs to demand that he signs over the deed to his property. Yeah. Before that, he was trying to tell that guy to sell his property. Yeah to him and then the guy's like no i got out of the business i'm done with that like crabbing his life now yeah he's like this is how i make my living yeah and mac then flips out and he's like you're gonna give me the deed or you're gonna die yeah yikes and i was like that's not fair you should still give him money for it right yeah <laughs> so then later on that night kai and some of his dudes pull up to a docked boat that literally is the rustiest boat i've ever seen i think it was a barge ah uh, i don't I don't really know. I was like, I don't really like Kai and Mac at this point, And I wouldn't no. be surprised if they were in cahoots. Mm. Yeah. They are both basically the same at this point. Yeah, exactly. So they go into the office of this boat and Kai is asking the dude about Victor and says that he got a tip that this place was going to get hit next. And the guy's like, by who? And he's like, by me, bitch. No, he, he says, uh, when? And he says, right now. Oh, yes, that too. Yeah. And then he shoots him. That was rude. It's so rude. But then um, he's like take the money and then they plant some bombs and they leave yeah and so they then blow it up they blow it up yeah so then now uh kai is with sing and probably just updated him about the boat so then they walk through the back of this restaurant and through the kitchen and then they end up in front of a meat truck that has two dudes tied up to the back of it and sing addresses them saying like don't worry when you die your territory will stay in the collective but since i'm the only one alive the collective is me yeah so i'm like what that's fucked where, up where did that come from yeah, it was like the two of the guys from um earlier. Yeah. Yeah, from his little... From that brunch. Yeah, from his cute brunch. And I was like, what is happening? And I was like, yeah. I, I can't believe Crime Lord Mr. Singh was the bad guy all along. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he really spun on me, huh? <laughs> I can't believe the bad guy was the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so now Mr. Roth is on the phone with Singh saying that his threats are useless. Singh is saying that Roth, Roth's... 
threats are useless and like he has nothing to worry about so then roth is telling him like just close out the deeds so then now i'm wondering like is roth playing both sides i know i was like so they're in cahoots and i was like is everyone in cahoots right yeah everyone a bad guy (laughs) i was just wondering like is roth the guy playing like does he represent the capitalism and the man in the sense that he's just playing both sides to benefit himself well because he needs 100 percent of the property true and they have 50 50 oh true 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 so he is that guy yep yeah Mm -hmm. damn it'd be like that he's a dick so now <laughs> later on isaac wakes trisha because again nobody knocks oh my gosh she was so they so, show her sleeping and a hand reaches over and she got scared and i got scared yeah because i was like who is in the room with her whose worst nightmare is that every woman's yeah Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it's just her dad yeah it's just her dad breaking Horrifying. into her home saying that she has to leave now because we have to talk her about whatever yeah so then they get into the car han watches that happen from across the street and then in the car, Isaac is telling her that, you know, she needs to stop seeing Han because it's dangerous. And she's like, I'm going to take my chances. So then she asks if if Isaac had anything to do with Han's brother. And he's like, absolutely, I did not. But one of them is going to pay for what happened to Colin. So still we're not out of the clear, <laughs> but kind of a little bit. Yeah. So then they pull up to Maurice's place and he... No, it's to his Oh, his, his place. Yeah, we pull up and Maurice is in his place with his bros and they're playing an NFL game on the PlayStation 2. Remember that? I think it's PS1. Oh, wow. I don't remember the controllers. Excuse me. <laughs> I think it was. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the graphics know. were very... PS1-esque. Old. <laughs> uh, basically, Isaac tells him to get Mac and then he takes Trish upstairs to their childhood bedroom. And Her room was so cute. She's a horse girl. So cute. Did you notice all yes. the horses on the wall? There were a lot of horses. <laughs> Whatever. She has her own backstory. We'll get past it. But then later on, Isaac comes back to check on her and she's all done up. And then they share a moment about how uh, he set her up on her first date and how he misses her and mom and about how she used to like, she just needs to stay with him here because the bad guys will try to get to him by getting to her. And then it was one of those like, let her live her own life. Yeah. But also I get it. They were kind of having a moment. A little bit but mac interrupts yes phone call from mr roth roth says that it's deed day so isaac says that everything is in order for them to meet tonight and then roth says that he will have the check so then they hang up and isaac says or isaac asks mac what happened with mr silk so he's like i'm gonna handle him i have a meeting with him tonight at eight o'clock so then uh trish is listening to this behind the door because she's still in her bedroom and then she hears a knock on her window and it's han <laughs> because he missed her yeah very high school he sneaks in and then isaac knocks on the door so they have to play one of those huh what no i don't have a boy in my room huh hmm? i don't know what you're talking about yeah she hides him behind the door yeah and then he keeps coming in yeah and i was like can we just very give her a minute dead. yeah he's trying to he's he's overcompensating with the love and the whole like if you need anything i'm here Anyway, but if you need a snack, remember that, you know, Maurice is downstairs. Then. Like, I'm heading out, but, like, the boys are downstairs. Yeah. Lock like, the door. They'll order pizza. Like, if you want any, just let them know. But no friends. Yeah. <laughs> no boys. No boys. So then cut to Trish and Han driving. Um, no, before down. that. Where are we? Oh, so oh, oh, oh. After a while, the, when they get pizza, Maurice comes upstairs and he's all loud about the pizza. Yeah. And I'm like, it's very refreshing to see someone as excited about pizza as I do. That's representation, sweetie. Yes. 
And after a while of no response, talking through her bedroom door, he goes into her room and like looks around her room. He's like, oh, you hiding? And then he sees that she's just gone. And her window, like she has this one big window open. And he's like, he starts Drex. freaking out. Starts freaking out. Yeah. So then we cut to her with Han. Yes. And now it's nighttime. So I don't know how long it's been that Maurice just hasn't been aware. Yeah. Because it was daytime when he checked. Yes. Like the sun was still out. Yeah. So now it's nighttime. There's one more address on the list. She recognizes it as um, Silk's Club. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go. It's the club from the beginning of the movie. They kind of struggle getting in because Han's Asian. Yeah. So they, when they get in, they start getting glared at by everyone in the club. Club. So Trish makes him go dance with her. And Silk sees Trish on a security camera dancing with Han. And he's like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> so he ends up... DMX, remember? Yes. He ends up getting her and asks to speak with her privately, and they bring them up to his little office. Mm -hmm. So he tells her and Han that Isaac has been buying up property like crazy, and he's adamant about keeping his business. So then Mac conveniently walks in with machine guns pointed at people. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. And then Trish is like, she's essentially just trying to stand up and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. So then he pushes her by the head back into the seat. So then Han tries to stand up for her. But then they, you know, they get him back down too. They held him at gunpoint. Eventually, Silk is like, I'm not giving up my club. Like, I don't care what you have to say about it. And then so then obviously Max shoots him. Yeah. He's like, I'll forge your signature or whatever. Yep. So then uh, they knock Han out too. So then now later on, Han is being dragged into another office and is getting talked at by Maurice again. Very good brand. Uh, so I just want to, like, you got beat up by him twice already. <laughs> and now, like, you're not even going to try to tie him up at all or anything? Like, he's, they just let him sit in the chair like nothing. Yeah, he's like, we got, like, 20 dudes in here with guns. Like, yeah. Like, you have no chance. And Han's like, I'll let you live if you let me go. And Maurice starts cracking up. Yeah. Like, it's the funniest thing you ever heard. So then Han kicks his desk at him. Yep. And then gets loose and then starts kicking everyone's butt. And we get like a weird slow-mo to double speed effect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. He's just moving <laughs> so fast, man. Yeah. Han eventually gets a water hose and starts spraying all the dudes. Yeah. But then eventually somebody like chops. Again, also those. So the hose. Where are we? <laughs> I have no idea. Because there was Cause like a desk. Yeah, it was like an office situation. But there's also like so many boxes around it. And also um, Han like runs away via pulley was it isaac's office in like that warehouse it definitely looked like a warehouse i guess it could have been isaac's office maybe yeah because that was somewhere on the waterfront but then it was very industrial like there was like an axe yeah right that's what i'm saying like it was office space it was boxes it was this pulley system there was a hose there's cars yeah there's a lot of everything. It was just an interesting situation. Yeah. But it worked for the scene, I guess. I had everything but, you know, he so, needed. So somebody chops the hose to stop uh, from him blasting everybody. So then he uses it as like one of those like rope weapons that I don't know the name of. A whip? Kind of. Well, like, no, there's those other ones. Like, I know like in um, like all those old kung fu movies that there's, you know, like there's the rope and then there's like the uh, like the metal thing attached uh, to the yes. end that they use. And it, uh, he's using it like that. I wish I knew what the name was. Do you, The one with like the ball on the yeah. end? Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah you know what i'm you know yes, what i'm saying i know what you mean but uh, so he uses that i think yes. he takes out the rest of the dudes so then now it's just him and maurice fighting and i don't know why maurice thinks that he's like the boss at the end of the battles it's just you know when you got that uh the ego <laughs> 
that totally unshakable confidence. <laughs> Man, I wish I had that. <laughs> but Maurice ends up being the last guy left, so he grabs Han and starts choking him and starts throwing him around. And eventually, he throws Han out a window, but Han grabs his tie, mm-hmm. so he's like hanging out of the window holding Maurice and they see a car. So Marie starts telling him, he gives up Trisha's location, and then Han launches him and Maurice off the building and uses Maurice as a human shield to land on the car. Yes. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. Maurice, not me. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Um, I hope you learned a lesson. Yeah. And he also still, after all of that, he still was like, you stupid bitch. Yeah. Like... This is now the third, fourth time maybe that you've just gotten beat by Han and you're still not scared of him somehow? I don't understand, yeah. I wish I had that, (laughs) honestly. Roth and Singh meet up. Singh has received payments for all his properties. And it was like $38 million, right? Yes. Something like that. Well, this one, we don't get, we don't see the check amount on this one, but he does give him the check. And he like smiles. Yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah. So when he leaves, he runs into Isaac outside and he expresses condolences for Isaac's son's death but kind of sarcastically. Yeah, and Isaac's like, <laughs> he, Yeah, Isaac kind of gives him an, a, like a get-out-of-my-face response. Yeah. He's like, I'll let you out, old man. <laughs> yeah. So then, now Isaac is upstairs now. Now we see his check, and his check is for $38 million. Mm-hmm. And then Mac says, like, how much is that for? That is so unprofessional. <laughs> Mac, chill out. Right. Yeah. But then Isaac rejects the check and requests to be a partner and says the NFL should have a black owner. And Roth scoffs like it's the dumbest idea he's ever heard. Typical. Like, it's okay. No. (laughs) How about you roll back a little bit? Mm. And Isaac's just not taking a no. And Roth just wants nothing to do with this idea. So he then huddles up with his buddies. And then Isaac and Mac talk amongst each other. And then Mac finds out. uh, This is when Mac finds out about Isaac's idea for like how he wants to get out of the gang business. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Mac snaps. Not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So he brings in Trish, who's being held at gunpoint and threatens Isaac. And then he reveals that Mac and Singh worked together to take out whoever wouldn't sign out their deals, their deeds. Yeah. No, Mac and um, um, Kai, right? No, or was it I Singh? I think he said Singh. Ah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> really did that, huh? Yeah. But then, yeah, so then Isaac is like, what? Yeah, and then Mac reveals that he killed Colin. So then Isaac attacks him. Yeah. But then Mac manages to pull out a gun and shoot Isaac. And after that initial gunshot, I looked away for a second. And then all of a sudden there was like gunshots all over the place. And I was like, what is happening? Everything was getting shot up. It was just like, you know, what's also interesting too that this scene reminded me of is that like a lot of times in, in these like shootout scenes, if there's a bar, they just get a shot of just all the, the bottle shattering shot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like somebody just wasted all that ammo on the glasses instead of actually aiming at a person. Yeah. It's always like the bar, the bottles breaking and the bartender ducking. Yeah. (laughs) That that is the shot. Would love to be part of that sequence one day. Yes. (laughs) So then, yeah, so everybody's getting shot up. And then eventually Roth grabs all the deeds that were, you know, scattered around. So then he runs outside. He runs up to his helicopter. Then Matt goes after him. So then now he's shooting at him, right? Mm-hmm. As he As Roth is getting into the helicopter. And Roth is using his briefcase as a shield. <laughs> but he... If if these deeds are the most valuable thing to him right now, why are why is that your shield? Yeah. Like, and- also, obviously, I get your life. But you just spent 
millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, I mean, it's getting dented. So maybe there'd just be like a scratch on the paper. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then eventually he ends up dropping the, the briefcase back onto the helipad. But the helicopter's already up. Yeah. So he's in the helicopter and he's like, bring it back down. And like the pap- the briefcase opened and the papers are flying around. Yeah. And the pilot's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so they fly away. Yeah. And now Mac is going to like clean up the, the deeds and to collect them. But then uh, Han shows up and he's like, why'd you kill my brother? <laughs> so then Mac throws the briefcase in his face to distract him, but then pulls a gun on him saying that Poe's death was a Chinese job, so maybe he should ask his own people about it. But too bad you won't get that opportunity because it's a shame that Romeo has to die. The title of the movie. Wow. So then he's about to shoot Han, but then he gets shot. And Trish is there, and Trish shot him. She saved Han. And she's smart enough to double tap. Yes. Finally, somebody <laughs> with some brains in this movie. Right. So then he like backs up and falls over the side of a fence, which I couldn't tell if it was also the side of the building. I but definitely falls sure. over something. Yeah. So then they, they run back downstairs to check on Isaac. And then Isaac and Han meet each other. And Han is like, or Han's, they shake hands. And then Isaac's like, oh, you have a firm grip. So it's, you know, daddy approves. Uh, and then Han goes off to see Kai standing near a fire who just says, your brother wasn't suited to lead. What if Han didn't know yet? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what if he was just showing up to talk to dad? Yeah, right. And then Kai just like outed himself. Yeah, he just starts shit talking Poda Han. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyway, I hated your brother. Yeah. He deserved to die. (laughs) (laughs) So they start to fight. And honestly, Kai looks like the kind of guy who would touch your waist to walk past you. Yes. It's a lot of it. I feel like it's like the the tiny sunglasses. Yeah. But he takes them off and you see his face. And his face with his voice. Mm. I just. I just got that feeling. Yeah. I just get creepy vibes from him. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. I get that. But it is a neat fight sequence. Yeah. It's like a mix of like the Kung Fu movie that has no physics or sense of like <laughs> gravity, but then also mixed with like the American fight sequence. Yeah. And I like that. And then Kai is a dirty fighter. Yeah. And there's like these fire pit things. So he kicks one at Han and uh, which then scorches his hands. Yeah. And then he grabs the burnt hands and pulls the skin Ugh. off. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, so gross. And then. <laughs> That starts like just the rest of the garden kind of goes up in flames. So then he kicks Han through the the burning garden. And then Han comes back through the flames, you know, very much reborn again through the flames, all that stuff. Yeah. And now he gets serious. Yeah. It's like, my man is reborn, baby. Yeah. So then he starts to beat the shit out of Kai when he comes back. Oh, because also he he like ripped his shirt to put um, around his hands to like protect them. So I'm like, oh, he's not playing. Yeah. He's super (laughs) serious. So at one one point, he kicks Kai super hard in the head, and we get an x-ray of his spine shattering. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. That's badass. Yeah. So after he beats Kai, he goes to confront his dad for being part of Poe's murder, and Singh's excuse is that Poe was going to ruin his deal with Roth. What a bad dad. Like, you're an asshole, yeah. sir. <laughs> so then Singh is like, okay, then kill me if that will avenge your death. Is that what you want? And then I was like... What if Han just asked for an Agni Kai right now? <laughs> you know? That would have been fun. That would have been great. But I guess that's what he got with Kai. Yeah. So Mr. Singh pulls out a gun, tells Han to kill him. And Han says uh, he'll leave it up to Faith. Fate, if he says if the police don't get him, then one of the other Chinese families will. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Someone will get him. Yeah. Yeah. So Singh ends up taking the easy route and shooting himself. Yeah. So, was it really worth the money? 
No. No. Because he also, do you think he even got to deposit the check yet? Nope. Stupid. <laughs> what a stupid waste. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Nobody benefited from that except for the white man. <laughs> Damn. He still got to keep all his money and he's still alive. Mm. <sighs> Let's not fester on that. Well, hopefully those deeds are like, he, hopefully he can't have those deeds. Well, he, you're right. Well, because they're still flying off the top of that building. Yeah, but if Mr. Singh acquired them illegally. Ah, true. Then. Well, okay. I don't know a lot I hope he about, loses. I hate yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything, but I hope he loses. <laughs> but I know this. Yeah. <laughs> I know that guy sucks <laughs> and that other guy sucks. <laughs> but then, so sirens are going off now as as uh, Han leaves the the building or the how is the mansion yeah whatever it is and then trish comes up to check on, up on him and he's like i'm okay and then they walk off into the night and then the movie ends and try again by Aaliyah starts playing which is the jam so good but that's the end of the movie yeah i liked it i liked this i did movie. Ha- as much as we just like ranked on it right what's the right word the the fight scenes were very fun they were fun and as much as we we made fun of the consistency in this movie. It was still a good time. It was a uh, a dumb, fun movie. Yeah. Like, you're not going into this for a masterpiece. No, no, you're no. You're not no. like, this is a cinematic. No. This is art. It's a good time. You're like, that guy's on wires doing those flips around. No, he like- wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumps that high. Physics is different <laughs> when you know martial arts, okay? <laughs> but I did like that, or I appreciated that, there were some Asians who had American accents. Yeah. And they weren't just, you know, those the straight, fresh off the boat kind of Asians. Yeah. So that was nice to he- see that from a movie that was made 20 years ago. Yeah, it's definitely I, I appreciated that a lot. And then also, um, just Trish. <laughs> and she didn't have any privacy. Yeah. Didn't seem like she had any agency over her life, even though she wanted it and nobody would give it to her. Trish deserves better. She deserves so much more. <laughs> Not a single person knocked on a door. Yeah. Only well, I mean, technically Maurice did that one time, but she wasn't there. Isaac did. That, yeah. Before true. busting in. Yeah. He didn't really. Yeah. He didn't really wait for anything. Yeah. Nobody just, you know, just give, let her live. <laughs> let her just mind her business. That's all she wants to do. Yeah. She doesn't want to be involved in this nonsense. Yeah. But the other thing. I guess I can appreciate that we do it less now, maybe, possibly, is that, you know, when like, whenever like an Asian is on screen, they play like classic Chinese music, they bring a gong and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was definitely like the case for this the movie. The Asian strings. Yeah. And then like, I mean, for this movie, because it was about like race relations and it was 20 years ago. So like, I, I get it. And then whenever like the black people were on screen, they were playing hip hop. And I was like, can we? <laughs> Again, though, I get it. So like, I'm happy that now we do that less. Yeah. You know, playing like the, the your people's music from wherever the person on screen is from. Yeah. I'm glad we're growing out of that is all I'm saying. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. So that was that was Romeo Must Die. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. There's not there's not really that much more to expand on it. Like we just talked about it and it's just it's a fun it's watch. It's a movie that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they kicked a lot of ass. Yeah. Jet Li's great. Yeah. Aaliyah's great. I think the Asian dudes will appreciate that, like, the Asian guy was the romantic lead because that they don't get that ever. Yeah. Until, like, Crazy Rich Asians happened. Great movie. So, whew, that movie. That's a cinematic masterpiece. I'll talk about that, that movie for years. <laughs> so good. I will go on and on and on and on and on about that movie. I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> Oof, I should do. <laughs> but 
recommend any other movies to us yeah because we need uh recommendations we have this list that we've already made that we look through and then we're like i don't want to watch that stuff let's watch something else <laughs> so add to our list yeah please do we have links everywhere so click on the links in our bios wherever the bio may be yeah and tell your friends to listen to us and thank you for listening and thank them for listening yes and uh follow us on the social medias yeah at shouty media late to the party on the things <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those things, yeah. yeah. The big three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's it. Yep. Bye. Bye.